Hi, everybody. This is Lori Weaver. Welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary, Day 171. It's now been five years and six days since I began this experiment where I talk about my thoughts and feelings about compulsive overeating rather than heading for the chips. But today's show is not as much about eating, but about dreams, mindfulness, and being in the moment. And to start off, let's be in the moment of wishing happy birthday to a very special BC. Happy birthday and many happy, happy, happy return to the day to Joe in Thailand. Joe has been a BC for many, many years, and we've communicated on Instagram, on Facebook, and on the show itself. And from our hearts, we wish you happy return to the day. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Joe. Happy birthday! Hooray, Joe. I hope your day was grand and all of your birthday dreams come true. BC Joe from Thailand is originally from the UK. And our other BC Joe from the UK, who updated us all about her life last show, was kind enough to post these supportive comments on day 170. Hey, Lori, another moment to swing by and send lots of loves to all the BCs old and new across the world. And to you, Lori, sending Dave positive vibes for 2019 and Donnie, one of the strongest people I know. We are all thrown stuff to deal with, and each one conquered, we gain resilience and strength. I am so proud that you, Lori, are no longer searching for what this podcast needs to be. It doesn't need to be anything more than our connections, and you as the rudder of the BC ship. Glad you're recovered from your latest illness. Even though I don't swing by here, please know I am listening to every word. XOXOXO. And I answer to Joe in the UK, hooray for strength and for friends online and off. I appreciate your support for me and for the brave Dave and Donnie, and I'm so glad that your life is moving toward your happiness and good. I do feel so much lighter since I let go of this show needing to be one thing or the other, and I think it is a big lesson for me to appreciate what I have and see the hidden gems that have been gifted me in this life. You, my dear friend, are for sure one of those. XOXOXO. And here's another gem. As I shared from last show, our newest BC, Louise from the UK, who first reached out via Instagram, has been starting from the beginning of the podcast. I let her know that her greeting was live on day 170 and assured her it would be fine to skip ahead to hear it out of order. She wrote me that I sounded so different that she had to make sure it was the same show. I was mystified and wondered how did I have changed so much because I had totally forgotten my nonsensical opening that I did in a character voice and I did last time just for fun on day 170. But we both got a good chuckle from it as soon as I realized. Louise also let me know about this kind five-star review she posted on iTunes in the UK. She writes in iTunes, thankful from the UK, five stars. Hey, thanks for that five stars, by the way. She writes, A Monday, surprise, surprise, I decided to make a change. In the last 10 years, I have battled with my weight, losing as much as 8 stone, that's 112 pounds, in 6 months, only to put it all back on again and more. Over December 2018, I moved up a gear into a whole new level of overeating. I have sunk into such a hole that I was beginning to fear I mightn't be able to climb out of it again. 
I was feeling resigned to the fact that I would have to go back to Slimming World again for the fourth or fifth time in three years, and that in itself was pushing me to binge. So I decided to try something new. Set a few simple goals like eat when you're hungry and drink water. I've started writing a daily journal to put my thoughts down on paper and having a new view on things. I'm so happy that I typed overeating into the iTunes search bar. I have an evening cleaning job where I listen to podcasts for two hours every weeknight, and this is something I've been hoping for. I've already listened to the first four podcasts, and I can't wait to listen to more tomorrow night. I'm so looking forward to hearing your journey. Some of the things you've said so far have almost made me weep because it's so lovely to know I'm not alone. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Keep it up. I can't wait to see where your journey takes you. Lots of love from a little village called Rust Hall in Royal Tunbridge Wells, UK. XXX Louise XXXX. Thank you so much, Louise, for that wonderful five-star review. Not only do those reviews help make it easier for new listeners to find the show, but you are so brave in sharing your story out there for all to see that you for sure should put yourself on the bravery report. Well done, and thank you so much again. Now, much as I've been pondering my psyche all of these years, something really unique happened to me that I have never shared with you before. Today, we're going to discuss something different. I awoke clutched by the most vivid of dreams. It was a dream that took a long time to complete. It was a story like a movie, but it was from the first person, from my point of view. And what's strange about this, BCs, is that I rarely ever dream. I know I've talked a bit in the past about my suffering most of my life with insomnia. And my particular type of insomnia is that I don't complete sleep cycles very often. I rarely get into a deep slumber. So I wake up very, very easily, and I usually wake up very, very often. But last night, I slept five and a half hours in a row, which is very unusual. But at the end of this, I woke up with this strange dream. Mark and I were on this old crumbly balcony somewhere like on the Amazon River or somewhere in South America. The buildings were very colorful but old and the balustrades were beautifully made like from an old craftsman but again they were old and I was holding Tiger our cat. It didn't cross my mind why am I holding Tiger the cat and there was a shadowy figure somewhat behind me, but I paid no attention to this. Mark and I stood and looked at the river flowing far beneath us and the jungle beyond. Suddenly, Tiger leapt from my hands and fell down into the river. My heart stopped. For a second, I thought, that's it? He's gone forever. But immediately, I ran down the stairs and out the building, searching for a way for me to get into the river and jump in there against all odds and try to save Tiger, my cat. Now, I knew that this was a long shot, but I kept looking, weaving in and out of these doorways and alleyways, trying to find a way into the river. Finally, I found this older lady who was there, and I said, how can I get into this river? She shook her head at me, but pointed. 
I, without hesitation, jumped into the river, not knowing if Tiger had already flowed ahead of me or was upcoming behind me. I had no idea if this was a futile attempt to save my cat, but I knew I had to try. And just then I saw his head bobbing through the river, and I reached out to him, and yet I missed. The current made him flow past me. But without giving up, I started to swim as fast as I could. I said, oh, this is very difficult. But I swam and finally got Tiger, and I held him. I didn't know if he was alive or not. He felt warm still, but I held his head up as best as I could in the current. And then I realized in front of me in the current was my mother. Now, as you know, BCs, in real life, my mother has passed away for a few years. But in this dream, I didn't think like, aren't you passed away, Mom? I just saw Mom, and for a moment, even though she looked a little older than she did in real life, I knew it was my mother, and I was happy to see her, but I was concerned that all three of us were being taken down this this curvy river in this deep current, and I thought, how are we going to get out? And just then, all three of us started to be attacked by terrible bunches of eels, and these eels were huge and slithering around our legs and biting us and biting our arms and our, and our torsos, and Tiger was crying, and I didn't know what I was going to do to save him, but I kept holding him up over my head as best I could, and I realized that Mom had my arm, and with somehow all three of us made our way to the bank of the river and got out and we were all just shaking and wet. And Mark somehow appeared here with some blankets or towels which wrapped around us, and then somehow we made it into like a villa that had many different rooms and many different places to rest and to sleep. And I saw that Tiger was bleeding and that I was bleeding and that Mom was bleeding, but with these clean towels, we kind of like mopped this up and we seemed to be okay. And it was a very, very strange dream. And the strangest thing was, even with all these eels slithering around and attacking us, I was never worried about the danger. I was worried about keeping Tiger held above the river. And I was happy to be there with my mom. So after this strange dream, I thought, wow, this is very powerful, and it seemed to take a long time, and actually had other things happen, which I haven't told you. So I went to the dream dictionary to look up what are some of the common meanings of this. So that's the next thing I'm gonna share with you. And these meanings all were found at dreammoods.com, and I'll put that link on today's show notes. But the first one is the balcony, it says. To see or dream that you are on a balcony refers to your desire to be seen and noticed. You are searching for prestige and higher status. It may also mean that you are on your way up the social ladder. If the balcony is clean, then it indicates that you are looked up to by others. If the balcony is old, then it suggests that your public image is in need of repair. Alternately, the balcony could signify your ambivalence regarding a situation. You are feeling torn or undecided. Hmm. Well... I've got an old but beautiful balcony in my dream, and it was quite charming, but definitely probably in need of repair. So maybe I'm feeling like I need to spruce up my image in some way. But I definitely was happy to be on that balcony and didn't feel any need to change anything until Tiger decided to make his leap. The next one is the jungle. 
because we were definitely in a river that was flowing deep into a jungle. And it says, To dream that you are in a jungle signifies aspects of yourself and your personality that may be inhibited. You may be experiencing some chaos and unpredictable circumstances in your waking life. Consider the phrase, It's a jungle out there. Hmm. If you are lost or trapped in a jungle, then it indicates that your negative feelings are hindering your progress. You need to come to terms with aspects of your subconscious. Well, wasn't really trapped in the jungle, though the river was trapping me <laughs> in the jungle. So maybe I do feel that some things are currently out of my control, which, as you know, really bothers my compulsive self. But I am trying to learn to go with the flow, so maybe that was part of it. Next, we have the river itself. It says, To see a clear and calm river in your dream indicates you are just going with the flow. You are allowing your life to float away. It's time to take a more decisive role directing your life. Uh, not quite. It wasn't peaceful at all. Okay. To see a raging, turbulent, or overflowing river in your dream signifies that your life is feeling out of control. You are feeling emotionally unsettled. Alternately, this dream means you are ready to confront life's challenges and life's twists and turns. To see a contaminated river in your dream implies you are feeling tired and lethargic, or it may be a sign of illness. Well, I don't think the river looked contaminated. It looked like it would in a jungle wasn't sparkling clear, but I think it does feel that, to me, that I am feeling a little emotionally unsure of what life holds, especially as my 60th birthday is coming up in about a month. <laughs> I don't feel 60, and somehow to me 60 is a really big milestone, and I'm feeling a little unsure about my progress in acting. I'm feeling a little unsure about my progress in life, and... I think that is pretty good reason to be dreaming about this river. Next up is cat, because obviously Tiger, my cat, was there with me, strangely, on a vacation to the Amazon. <laughs> anyway, it says, To see a cat in your dream symbolizes an independent spirit, feminine sexuality, creativity, and power. Yay! That sounds pretty cool. But then it goes on to say, It also represents misfortune and bad luck. The dream symbol has different significance depending on whether you are a cat lover or not. Well, I'm definitely a cat lover, so I choose to see Tiger as my little baby. It says the cat could indicate that someone is being deceitful or treacherous towards you, and if the cat is aggressive, then maybe you're having problems with the feminine aspect of yourself. If you're afraid of the cat, it suggests you are fearful of the feminine, and the dream may be a metaphor for cattiness. If you see a cat with no tail, then it signifies a loss of independence and lack of autonomy. Well, that is true. This cat has no tail, but Tiger really has no tail in life due to being hit by a car when he was a kitten and he had to have his tail amputated to save his life. So I don't really think that this signified anything more than that this indeed is Tiger, my cat. And what's more, I feel very close and loving with Tiger. And since we have no children, I would say Tiger is probably the closest thing I have to a baby. And my baby was in danger. And my mother's baby, me, was in danger. So I also looked up, what does it mean to see a baby? To see a baby in your dream signifies innocence, warmth, and new beginnings. Babies symbolize something in your own inner nature that is pure, vulnerable, helpless, and or uncorrupted. 
dreaming of rescuing a drowning baby means that you are allowing yourself to be vulnerable and accepting help from others. And this really rings true to me because I feel that the main thrust of this dream was me doing whatever it would took, going ahead of my fear, acknowledging the fear, but just diving in anyway, knowing that this could turn out badly, but the prize of saving my baby cat, Tiger, was more important to me than any danger or fear that I might have. And speaking of danger, let's take a look at those evil, awful, disgusting eels. This was probably by far the most disturbing part of the dream, outside of maybe that Tiger jumped into the river at all. But it says, to see an eel in your dream indicates that you have issues with commitment. Uh-oh, I have to agree. I think that's true. It also means that you have problem holding on to things. Consider the phrase slippery as an eel to mean someone who escapes responsibility or culpability. NBCs, I would definitely see a theme in my life that sometimes I just don't want to commit or have fear of commitment or have fear of others saying they're going to commit to me and then they don't which kind of brings about my feeling of control issues. Like, you know, I know you know this one. Okay, if I want something done, I need to do it. I can't trust anyone else to do it. I just need to take care of it. And that's been something that has caused my detriment in relationships. And I think just in my success, I think also I'm having to learn to have more belief in myself in order to make commitments, to take the steps I need to achieve the dreams I have. And that's really been in my mind lately. And lastly, this was the first time in a really long time that I had a dream about my mom. And it said, to see your mother in your dream represents the nurturing aspect of your own character. Mothers offer shelter, comfort, life, guidance, and protection. Some people may have problems freeing themselves from their mothers and are thus seeking their own individuality and development. If you dream of your dead mother being alive, then this denotes that she is a protector and you currently need protecting in life. Well, it certainly was strange that my mother appeared in the river before me because I know that I ran first down the stairs trying to find a way to jump in the river. But I also know that I felt immediately better that come what may, mom was there with me and that we were all three together, mom, me, and Tiger the cat. And I was definitely hoping that (laughs) we would find a way out of this river and stop this damage from the eels and that all would be well. So I do think this dream had a lot to do with my feelings of vulnerability and worth and bravery. I'm encouraged that I didn't think twice, but went in for what I wanted, my cat. I'm encouraged that I didn't give up. And those eels were definitely a challenging obstacle in meeting my goal in this dream. So I kind of take it to mean that I can trust myself and I can trust others, like you guys out there, UBCs, who follow along with this journey to help me get through life with a team. P.S. Tiger the Cat is very alive and well and sitting on my lap right now as we edit this show. Trippy, huh? And if you have some vivid dreams to share, I'd love to hear it. 
So please call the Bravery Hotline, use SpeakPipe, or email me an audio file of your dream story to lori at compulsiveovereatingdiary.com or check out the How to Send audio page for more information. And now, let's take a moment's pause with Mark, the Meditator. As a special treat for our five-year show anniversary, Mark the Meditator has agreed to let us know how he's doing with his meditation practice. Yeah, it's coming along quite well. And I've learned that there's, there's a lot of benefit to meditation, and there's a lot of different types of meditation. And if you look around, it's not hard to find them out there. They're, they're on the internet. I'm sure that uh, there's a lot of classes and stuff at the universities and uh, local junior colleges. I um, didn't do any of the classes uh, other than the online stuff that I've came across. But some of the ways it's helped me is one with, with my blood pressure. Because I can get all uptight and I go to take my blood pressure and it's high. And even though I'm taking my medication, it's, it's high, and so I find out I'm all keyed, keyed up and, and anxious, and I meditate. And that the specific meditation I do for that particular thing is the breathing in through your nose really slowly and taking in the good air and breathing out really slowly also. And some people say breathe out through your mouth, I found that for me, it works better breathing in and out exclusively from my nose. And that's that's funny because actually before I started meditating, I couldn't even breathe through my nose. Now I can actually breathe through my nose. So that's another benefit of of meditation. So as you go along, you find more and more benefits. But on the blood pressure thing, I basically concentrate on letting the good, good air in with its, with its positivity and letting the bad air out with its negativity. And the more I do that, you slow your metabolism, you, you relax, and you cut all the static out and, and whatever you're worrying about kind of dissipates because you're concentrating on just breathing and being aware of your body rather than your surroundings. And it works, it works really well for for blood pressure control, at least it has for me. And like I say, my breathing is better. I think Lori mentioned that even on the show here that um, I'm not as windy as I used to be, so. Well, what Mark's talking about is he does all of the announcing for Compulsive Overeating Diary and he's noticed that some of his early announcing things, he has more mouth noise breathing through his mouth, but the things that he did later on, he doesn't. So he, you attribute that to your meditation. Yeah, I do. And the other thing is, sometimes it's hard to get to sleep at night. And if you can, if you can drown out all that static and all that stuff that's worrying you and keeping you awake, you can kind of you can kind of a lot of times relax so much that you can actually go to sleep a lot easier because the 
big problems don't seem as big anymore because you've kind of got focused on what's really important, which is yourself. And that sounds terrible, but that loving yourself is is what's going to make you strong, and that's what's going to let you love other people. So love you guys, all of you. Have a good one. Thanks, honey. Well, I hope you enjoyed this segment of Mark the Meditator. Wasn't that a cool update from Mark the Meditator? Believe me, I never would have guessed in a million years that Mark would take to yoga and meditation as much as he does. Goes to show, we should not make assumptions about ourselves and what we might like. You never know. Try something new. So until next time, BCs, take care and enjoy today's feature song titled We Go Together by Soundscape Audio Works. I picked it because it reflects how I feel about you all, and it's my early valentine to you BCs. Because I really, 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 um, care. Nothing can ever change the way I feel about you. I promise I will stay. time.